Microsoft has had a big week. Amazon is getting into the cloud gaming game. And, okay, so we built this computer and it was this whole thing. Let's make some fun. gentlemen and welcome to episode 12 of the making fun podcast my name is casey johnson and alongside me as always i have got my lifelong friend my favorite bird at ravy baby tv raven stab miller hey guys how you doing today yeah so i just want to just give a quick shout out to my boss ben oh monday after episode 11 went live he sent me a message or actually posted it in our disc replay group me one singular sentence with no punctuation okay show how much of the sausage is made <laughs> <laughs> so like shouts out to ben for being Shout a listener what's up <laughs> oh man oh my god what a moment right i'll show ben how the sauce how much sausage is made every day <laughs> oh Oh, oh, moving on. You know what? No, we've earned this this week. (laughs) We have earned the right to be this stupid. What's been happening in our week? Well, we will tell you in graphic detail a little bit later in the episode. If you ever have thought about building a PC or have bought a PC, you're going to want to hear the main topic of this week's episode. No spoilers, but uh, it's pretty heavily implied what we're going to talk about later today. (laughs) And also, you probably heard it in the stinger. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a it's been in a week but in that week raven what have you been playing so i've been playing assassin's creed naturally i've been playing black flag still trying to 100 percent it it's going it's going definitely going i mean i actually have most of the sea cleared out like i have the entire northern part of the map uh there's no um objectives on it anymore it's just the sea so i'm like yeah and now i just have like two or three more spots to go do and then i have to actually continue playing the main story like i just got the diving bill i'm not super far in so outside of that last night i decided to start playing hades the new roguelite by the creators of bastion and transistor super fun game i'm really liking it there's a couple of different weapons in there so far i've tried out with favorite one is the shield because you can just throw it like your captain america super fun really really enjoying it the time i'm playing through it now it's very horny and the fact that everybody's really hot and it's not fair. Why can't I be hot? That's just the way the world works, I guess. <laughs> so I I actually haven't been playing much this week, relatively speaking, for a number of reasons. But so like we recorded Thursday and I Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I had three concerts in three days that I had to film and run sound at. Since I started doing this work for Night Owl Country Band, this is the most that I've ever had to do in a weekend with them. It was quite the adventure. Randomly, half of the sound system stopped working in the middle of the show on Friday. Yeah, one half of the mains went out. Oh, God. Which was unfortunate because one half of the mains was pointing forward and one half was pointing backward because the bar was behind them they were outside on a trailer playing forward to the grass where there were people but they were also playing behind them and the forward part went out so we had to figure that out 
Yeah, no, so that was three days of fun there, and then went from that to, got you know, got a little gaming time in on Monday, and then Monday was when we did the thing. Yeah, no, so Monday, my plan was, you get home from work, build this computer right quick, and then test it out, you know, run some benchmarks, I'm a gamer, and so then go to bed about... 2 a.m. Monday. Naturally. Which, again, spoilers, but Tuesday, by the time that I got off work, uh, Nia was here. My girlfriend, for those of you that don't know. And I don't get to see her very often. She lives in Detroit now. So... I spent Tuesday night and then the entirety of yesterday with her. Uh, so naturally played a little bit of like Mario Kart and stuff like that, but you know, haven't done any hardcore gaming. Although Raven, I got an opportunity. Nia had a thing yesterday and by a thing, yeah, I mean, naturally, a surgery. Just, it's just a small little thing. You don't have to worry about it too much. Just <laughs> it's a, a surgery. surgery, right? Uh, well, I mean, she only was under for about 45 minutes. They just had to remove some screws from a previous surgery, but. But while she was gone, I got done with class. I was waiting on her to get back. And I jumped into a game of Hyperscape. I finally fulfilled Uh on my promise. And I jumped into Hyperscape blind. I have never played once with a mouse and keyboard in my life. Oh, I bet that was really weird. And I was like, let's go. So first of all, I'm not saying that I'm a prodigy. But I did get two kills, never having done WASD mouse before. Oh, wow. Full disclosure, that's two more kills than I basically ever got in Apex. So you're already doing better than me, champ. So that that was that was fun. Other than that, it's fine. Like, it's all right. It, my, my big thing was, like, it felt very empty. Like, there were not enough people in it for that size of a map. And I don't know, like, tribute, like I said, I kind of went into it blind. So I don't know what the potentiality was of how many people would be in a match like i don't know what the max number is but it wasn't enough did you it could be a thing where there's legitimately a hundred people and that map would still be large and i know what you're about to ask you bet i got the hamster ball (laughs) and it was fantastic was it i was really worried that you were building up to just say it was extremely disappointing no no i mean you bounce and when you're there's no fall damage in the game so like you bounce and you're really high up in the air and then like you come out of the ball and you land and murk somebody or whatever did not even get close to winning but i last i mean i was in there for a good four or five minutes again that didn't have a lot to do with the fact that i was really good at the game it had to do with the fact that it was a big map and not a lot of people were in it but yeah no it was fine i could see myself jumping into that every once in a while when I have 20 minutes and kind of like a fall guys you know you, it's not like you're gonna sit there and you could play it for hours on end but it's definitely fine and fun to just sit down and um just play a game or two and just kind of hang out you know exactly exactly speaking of fall guys uh the official the 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 tweet the lore is horrifying yeah yeah so no we're not gonna go into too much detail on this on the show but at fall guys twitter just look for just look for like just google fall guys skeleton yeah it's horrifying because we now have canon as to what a fall guy actually looks like inside of his fall guy and it's it made me want to play the game more actually (laughs) raven knowing that all of them are running down like (laughs) (laughs) once you see the skeleton replay that clip it'll be hilarious i think my favorite part is the eyelashes that are inside the suit yeah (laughs) it's like why but not actually showing is my favorite part but yeah oh my favorite part is when they said it's it's lore now and we can't take it back (laughs) You guys wanted Uh, this. Fall Guys Twitter is great. But, Raven, other than 
Fall Guy is having just the most horrifying insides. Nightmare fuel, yeah. What else is making news? So, you know, there's just a couple of small things that happened this week. <laughs> Nothing super major. Full, full disclosure, people. Raven and I were like, what are we going to talk about on this week's show? I thought, oh, we could do this, we could do that. And that was this morning. <laughs> And then we started counting. It's like, well, this happened and this happened. Oh, so this is a really big news week. So we talked about these things and we're like, okay, cool. That sounds like a great episode. Got a text about 20 minutes later from Casey. Oh, looks like somebody announced something. And I was like, great. We'll have to throw that on. And then we both sat down for the episode. We're like, we forgot the biggest topic of the week. And we're like, we have to add that. So what is the biggest topic of the week? Uh, biggest topic of the week. Tuesday, the Xbox One, uh, the Xbox Series S and X went on pre-order. They're out of stock now. I didn't hear nearly as much backlash about the pre-order process. So I, I assume that since people knew what time it was going to happen, it made it a little bit easier, I'm hoping, for them. No, not oh, at okay. all. And I... <laughs> I was on Twitter while it was happening and people were still very upset because, again, the retailers didn't really do much to cushion the blow. I will say, GameStop, shouts out to GameStop for listening to the episode last week. Oh, did they? They implemented a queue system. Where's... Where's our sponsorship? Give me my money, Give man. Give me my money. But no, so I actually saw a significant number of people that were like, I kind of liked this worse. Really? Than the Sony stuff because like Sony stuff was like riding the lightning and you never knew what was going to happen. Like this was a lot of buildup and then all of the same issues, but then it was all over in like five minutes. I thought you had meant specifically the GameStop thing that people didn't like or the queue system. And I was like, I don't know what those people are talking about. That sounds, that sounds great. Oh, no, 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 no. But yeah, I could I could see that. It just randomly caught everybody off guard and everybody was like kind of riding that high for the night until they can get a PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. And then for the Xbox thing, it was like everybody's like, all right, we know exactly where it is, but none of the problems were fixed except from GameStop, apparently. So good on them. Good on them for listening to the episode. Hey, uh, GameStop, DM me at RavyBabyTV. PayPal uh, link will be there as well. Smiley face. <laughs> just give us some money. So that went uh, not very well. But you know what did go really well for Microsoft? Yeah. How is your new console going on pre-order not the biggest story that happened Yeah. Tonight? Microsoft just kind of bought Bethesda just casually uh, just for a little bit of, you know, seven and a half billion dollars more than Disney bought Star Wars for. Just just a little paltry sum of money. This is this is massive. This is huge. I, at first, I was like, man, I hope they don't make Bethesda games like first party. And then everybody's like, dude, you have God of War. You have Horizon. You have Spider-Man. You have Ratchet and Clank. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You can, you can have Bethesda. I still have my computer. I can still get my Bethesda games that way. Yeah, no. And besides the fact that, you know, Phil kind of said that's probably not going to be the way that it goes. And a lot of people are like, why do this if not... If not to be first party. Yeah, but I actually saw... A couple of things that really made me think. And I, I want to shout out a gentleman by the name of Jeff Grubb on Twitter. And Jeff Grubb, he is an industry insider. He used to work for one of the major sites. And he tweeted, I'm trying to find the tweet now, but he said why this actually makes a whole lot of sense for them. And it has nothing to do with making anything first party whatsoever. The the reality of the situation is Bethesda has been doing marginally well, but also like not well in a lot of ways. And he said, and I, I think it makes a lot of sense where he essentially said, think about it. Dishonored 2, let's say. Underperformed. Prey 2 underperformed. There was a massive 
massive failure that was called Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls 6 is still probably years away. Starfield is still years away. And the thing about it is Bethesda, more than anything in this world, needs technology. Like, they need an overhaul on their technology side. Bethesda games haven't run well for a very, very long time. So, like, this makes perfect sense for Microsoft to fund them and allow them to make better games which i'm cool with i definitely i'm definitely here for it even if it does become proprietary you know you, you even if it's an xbox exclusive you can still play it on pc and like like they're kind of getting at like i don't think it's going to happen that it's going to be first party but i do agree that bethesda has been kind of skirting by like as much as i love their games they've just kind of dropped the ball the past couple of times for a lot of people yeah they don't run well like they're good games they don't run well yeah and that's the biggest problem you know I, as much as i think it's the ragdoll physics are fun in their current in-house engine i do hope that they do get something that would just work better for them and it would just massively improve how everything runs because you know i play a lot of bethesda games and there's a lot of times that things just crash or break or whatever and i could even you know you could say that's all the mods i have but usually the mods make it run better because there's such a large community of people that really like the bethesda games so so i i do want to shout out one more tweet which made me chuckle real hard uh it is from jason schreier formerly of kotaku now works at bloomberg and he tweeted maybe microsoft should have spent 7.5 billion dollars on a console pre-order system (laughs) and then somebody replied to him and said i don't think they did any worse than sony tbh and jason schreier said yeah but sony can't afford to spend 7.5 billion dollars on anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> damn yeah no so those are those are my tweets of the week as it were okay geez. surely microsoft didn't do anything else this week no not at all oh wait they announced <laughs> the price of their first party ssds for the xbox series s and x casey do you want to know how much they are i i would like how much do i have to pay for a terabyte of storage for one terabyte how much do you think you have to pay 210 dollars, i believe 219.99 19 okay not 209 219 that makes more sense so 220 dollars before tax for a terabyte of data like even if it does have their fancy proprietary ssd stuff like 200 dollars for a terabyte like okay let's say you do that right you buy an xbox series s you're like the 512 ain't gonna cut it i gotta get a terabyte so you spend the extra 200 dollars, and then you've bought an xbox series x it's the same price but now you just don't have a disc drive and you have less performance <laughs> yeah it's it's such it's such a weird move right because we were talking last week on the show why do you make your all digital system have a 500 gigabyte hard drive right that makes no sense first of all no not at all it's the digital games are bigger than ever and there have been reports coming out lately that like oh you know how they said games were going to get so much smaller on ssds not really the case i think that like having such a buy and don't get me wrong this is really good technology right this is the kind of technology that we could only dream about even 10 years ago but i did a quick amazon search when i saw this news and a one terabyte nvme ssd is running somewhere around like 120 yeah a hundred dollars cheaper yeah and it's like 
You're not going to let us use those, probably. It has to be what you want, so we have to shell out the extra. We have to pay the hundred, the hundred percent markup Xbox tax. Doesn't doesn't feel great. Yeah, it's super. It's a super interesting move. They're already kind of behind, and like I understand that prices and stuff are pretty finalized way in advance, but it just doesn't. It's just. Uh... I don't know. Definitely leaves a sour taste in my mouth. You know what else is a segue? You know what other sausage we have? <laughs> we- <laughs> Amazon announced a cloud gaming service this afternoon. It's called Luna. It's a Stadia competitor. Which, to be fair, is not a high bar. Right. Let's get that out of the way now. Stadia isn't isn't like doing leaps and bounds of amazing things. It's still going to have the same issues as Stadia. Luna. Luna and Stadia are still going to have the same issues. But I looked into it a little bit. Same idea down to a T. Luna's going to be doing, you know, straight to your TV, straight to whatever device you want. The default subscription includes you can cast up to two devices at once. The really cool thing that they're doing is they are going to have a controller that's called the cloud controller that'll directly communicate with the internet and move the the character around so you don't actually have to sync that controller to a console or anything every time you want to play something which which is nice because controller latency is an issue yeah so you're going to be the only latency you're going to experience is whenever it directly communicates with the servers that are constantly talking with the game you're trying to play so i think that that uh, that hardware is really really neat outside of that i mean their introductory price is five dollars a month um they're going to do a system of subscriptions called channels so you can only you subscribe to the channels that you like so at launch they're going to have a select choice of games as their default subscription they're also going to include the ubisoft channel which supposedly you can stream up to 4k with whenever it comes out to one device so i'm actually kind of intrigued to see how well this does because if you can just choose the channels you want you're like oh i i'm only i only like ubisoft and bethesda games you subscribe to those two services spend the like if they're both ten dollars a month or whatever when everything's said and done spend the twenty dollars a month to get access to those games at all times it's not terrible you can play it wherever you know you have your phone on you you grab your crowd cloud controller on the way out the door boom you're playing games online and then of course you have got the luna plus channel which is all of the games that are just like available on Luna, not tied to a different channel or anything like that. And this is where I begin to find this problematic because it says more than 100. I'm reading this directly from The Verge. Big thanks to Andrew Webster at The Verbs for being a good reporter. Amazon says more than 100 games will be available via the Luna Plus channel. Okay, cool. And launch titles include drum roll, please. Let's go. What kind of hot fire are they going to bring here? Panzer Dragoon, A Plague Tale, Innocence, The Surge 2, Ukulele, Grid, Abzu, and Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. What what year am I in? I don't know. Is it 2017? Are we excited for all of these games to come out? Like, yeah, some of those games are great, right? Like, those games are good games. Control is really good. But what year am I in? Like, those aren't anything new and hotness. Like, and the other thing, too, is I'm looking at the promotional image there are some games that have come out this year that 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 didn't get touched um metro exodus is one game that's going to be available at some point it's on the graphic and so is you know assassin's creed valhalla is on the list because of the ubisoft channel but outside of that the launch title on the luna plus subscription is just kind of meddling it's not anything great yeah and i think you said something that i completely disagree with in principle and that is very simply this is a stadia competitor which no let's get let let's get this straight right now stadia does not have competition stadia is competition and bad competition at that to ding 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 xcloud microsoft xcloud is the one to beat and in xcloud is this little thing called game pass and game pass 
has things like Sea of Thieves, Gears 5, Minecraft Dungeons, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Forza Horizon 4, Grounded, State of Decay 2, No Man's Sky, Outer Worlds, Halo, the Master Chief Collection. You see? Like, they may be older titles, but they're titles that hold up really, really well. And I'm glad that you said that, because guess what else also comes out on Game Pass? All of the new first-party Microsoft stuff, at least for the first month. Which, a lot of these games, that month is all that I'm going to need for some of these games that it's actually on there. And, and, you know, it'll leave there. Some of them will stay longer and some of them, but, they, you know, they, that's what they've said is it all will be there for at least a month. So, like, until Amazon ponies up some money and brings significant games and you know these are significant games right like a year ago or whatever when it came out control won some game of the year awards like it's a good game you know because i'm i'm a video guy right i think about the presentation all the time when the lights go down and you get get that like (laughs) resident evil 7 okay this is that's the part where like you have confetti things that just kind of like shoot out confetti like which by the way resident evil 7 on game pass so yeah what are you what are you doing like i understand that this stuff takes time and you have to make sure you have an established base of games to like maybe get other people to join you but i think this is just a really weak showing i'm interested to see where it goes i think the channel idea is a neat is a neat concept but until we can see it flesh out more, I am not very optimistic about its outlook, about how well it's going to continue to be in the future. Yeah. Although I will say at $5 a month, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's not worth. Yeah. And that, and, that, and it's kind of the same thing with the Xbox Game Pass stuff. You know, whenever it, whenever it came to PC, it was a dollar a month for, uh, the, for the first three months or whatever. And then it went up to $5 and now it's up to $10. It's actually $5.99. I looked at the website again. I thought it was $4.99, but it is $5.99 for the plus channel subscription and that will that is the promotional offer for the beginning and then after they get into out of closed beta then they're going to start charging a a different price point at what price point is it i'm not entirely sure yeah but casey that is all that's making news but it was some pretty pretty heavy news this week we had a lot of a lot of stuff happen i i do want to throw one more in there and this is just kind of breaking and it's, it's a quick one. Oh, okay there is a cancellation that we need to report on oh no among us two has been canceled oh yeah i read about that now the reason is Among Us 2 has been canceled because Among Us 1 is so gosh darn popular, they're just going to take all of the stuff that they put, they were going to put in the sequel and just implement it into the game, the first one, and make it a little bit more of a platform. Yeah, they're going to make it better. Now, the reason that I want to report on this is let me just take a moment. Yes! Yes, this is the kind of stuff that game developers need to do more yeah, of. for sure. And I just wanted to give a second to give them a little bit of applause because they could still do this and they would release it and it would be great, I'm sure, but then they're going to split their fan base. And then there's a question is, if it's the same core gameplay, why make a new one? And they're why, 
you know, you're right. We're not going to make a new one. We're just going to put some more stuff in. We're this just going to keep and... updating the one that we have and make it better for you guys. Because the Among Us team is three people, and two of those people are artists. And this game was actually, for those who don't know, was actually originally released in 2018. I don't know exactly what happened to like have this giant resurgence show up again, but it's definitely taken the gaming world by storm. I've actually forgot to mention that I've been playing it a lot earlier. I realized how bad I am at uh, lying sometimes, <laughs> but I'm getting better at it. So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's definitely, definitely one of those games that you have to have the right group of people to play with. You can't really play with people you don't super get along with because you have to be able to you know, argue and then get go away with it at the end of the day and be fine, right? You have to be sure that you walk away with a smile on your face, which to be said, that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm walking away with this news from a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that is officially all that is making news. And Raven, I think it's time that we tackle it. I think it is, Casey. So... It's been my plan for a while now to save up money and to build a PC that can play games. And I've been saving and saving and saving, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. And finally, I was ready. Well, who better to help me? And I will say, granted, I've got a lot of great people around me that could help me build. And I'm very happy for that. But I promised Raven, what, probably four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that when it was Forever. time for me to build a PC, yeah. you would be the one to do it. Yeah. And so a couple weeks ago, we sat down, we ordered some parts. They all finally got here. And the plan was for me to, to come to you this weekend and for us to... To, to build this thing and Monday the last part got here and I'm staring at it and I've got it in a box with all of the other parts and I'm like there is an entire PC here just waiting I don't want to wait and so like Raven you gave me a a very nice little pep talk. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you can do it, Casey. I believe in you. You you can't mess it up. We set to it Monday. So I so he sent me a picture of it and he said, I'm ready. And I said, okay. I'm like, I, he's like, I can't wait till this weekend. And I'm like, we could try doing it tonight if you want. And he said, yes. Yeah. So what what's your what's your thought process while we're while we're about to do this so i'm like oh this can't be that bad uh i've built you know i haven't built that many pcs but i understand the general idea of what goes into pc building i have built two of my computers on my own from scratch and i really enjoy the process i think it's a lot of fun i wasn't expecting the technical hurdles that were about to arise though oh boy <sighs> Now I I want you to I want you to kind of take a little bit of the lead on this because you can speak to people out there who have built PCs in more technical detail than I can on this. Sure. So we start at about 6 p.m. and that's important to know. I get home from work, I sit down on my computer, I give Casey a call and I'm like, "All right, let's start this." Goes off smoothly at the start, you know, Casey Puts on the, puts the motherboard down. He's like, all right, got step one done. Didn't break it. Puts the processor in, didn't bend any pins. That looked good. Put some thermal paste on, got it ready. We go to mount his heatsink, right? Heatsink, you know, usually is pretty okay. Heatsinks are always one of the parts that give me a little bit of issues just because they're kind of unwieldy to use. Yeah, no, it's the worst part, yeah, right? It's the worst part. There's three worst parts. You told me no less than three things were the worst okay, part. Okay, but I kept doing that to make you feel better. So to keep you going so you didn't just give up. At the end, I didn't believe you. <laughs> 
So this is one of my least favorite parts. It's one of the worst parts of PC building is getting the heat sink mounted. We just used a typical Hyper 212 Evo, got it mounted. Took probably, I think we spent about an hour trying to get it mounted to your motherboard before we even put it in the case, somewhere around there. Just a lot of issues, just trying to figure out what pieces go where, trying to explain it over the, like show it over a Discord call. But we spent 45 minutes trying to make these screws fit that by all accounts were the right screws. I thought they were the right screws. You thought they were the right screws and they weren't. They just... they were just wrong screws. So we had to, we kept doing that. We finally got it to work on. We got the mounting bracket on the motherboard put in place. So we're like, all right, cool. Now we got to add the actual heat sink here. So we go ahead and try to screw on the, to put that in place and go ahead and screw on the heat sink. Does it work? And we're like, what's going on? Turns out, you know, after 10 or 15 minutes of looking at it, we realized that the um, mounting brackets that we put on the heat sink are backwards. So we had to take like five minutes to unscrew it, re-screw it back on the right way. Which, by the way, there looked to be no difference. Yeah, it doesn't look like there'll be a difference, but there's a pretty large difference at the end of the day because essentially he had it where they were facing in toes or like inwards, like you're skiing, you're going down, you're pizzaing, right? Where they needed to be French fries. Uh, and it just wasn't working very well. I'm sure all of one person's going to get this uh, skiing reference. But anyway, so we've messed around with it. We get that good. We put it on. Boom. Easy peasy. All right. Put it in the case. No big problems arise here. Overall, that's pretty. that goes pretty smoothly. Putting it in the case. We get RAM added. We get GPU added. We sit. We stand it up. Everything stays. So, hey, good there. Plug in the fan, the heat sink into the CPU fan slot on the motherboard. And then we start the next four, three hours of trying to wire the computer, which I do it a little bit differently than I've noticed other people do it. I see a lot of people who will wire everything that you need from your PSU and then sleeve it through. Whereas I just like to do it on the removable PSUs where I like to plug it into where they're going and then feed it through and then plug it into the end. I did whatever he told me to do when he told me to do it. I said, put the piece here. I said, pull the lever, Casey. And he said, okay. I still don't know what you just said meant <laughs> pull the lever crunk so so we start doing this we start feeding cables through going out to the back you know no big deal right everything goes that it needs to be hooked up directly to the power supply is not too bad we spend an extra 30 minutes at one point trying to see if your old computer had a wireless card in it because we had assumed it would have had a um a separate pcie wireless card it didn't which was really odd uh must have been built into the motherboard but i digress go ahead and get that taken care of looking at some stuff here and there you know try to get it all done get the two ssds mount or the ssd and the hard drive mounted get those plugged in to the motherboard all that fun stuff and then we get to the io panel part and man oh man was it is it hard to explain where the one pins go to somebody over a discord call it's really hard to explain where your your in out interface stuff goes on a motherboard so we spend about 30 to 45 minutes trying to just get the front panel working we thought we had it good we're, we sit down we're like all right we have just a couple of cables left where do they go well those two cables were an hour and a half hour and a half they were the rgb cables for casey's fans in his case he has a cooler master mesh something or other one of the new models has rgb fans in pre-installed i had never worked with rgb uh, fans or like case networking like i have rgb in my ram and my motherboard but that's installed like by default that's just they just get power that way so i don't i didn't have to do anything fancy but we had to actually wire casey's fans and everything and i hadn't done it before and i wasn't in front of it i couldn't see the actual parts and see oh you know this is how it's gonna work we watched many many videos trying to figure out what in the world was actually going on yeah because the instructions were terrible yeah it didn't really explain where it was supposed to go 
where because we had the we had the controller that came with the case and it was like okay and then we had something that we thought plugged in there and we're like okay we aren't sure where this plugs into and he kind of showed it to me for a second and he described it as like a weird looking ipod charger which spoiler alert it was actually a sata power adapter which i figured out later but man oh man was i salty whenever i was trying to figure it out I was like what in the hell is going on like what is this thing because i only saw it for a couple of seconds and i'm like looking at it nobody's really talking about it because they're using the different ARG stuff. After we figure out it's a SATA power, we plug it in, you know, we figure out where it's supposed to be wired to, all that fun stuff. It's It was an hour and 45 minutes of me sitting at my desk watching various YouTubers talk about the cases, but not actually show how they were wiring it. And the people who were wiring it decided to throw out the stock ARGB controller and just use one of the better models that Cooler Master sells specifically. So we're like, okay, great, awesome. So this doesn't help us. But finally... Finally, after four long hours, everything is theoretically plugged in and ready to go. Casey plugs in the power, flips the switch, hits the power button, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. And I said, oh, make sure you flip the switch on the back, on the power supply. Make sure it's going. Nothing happens. Although I will say, I will never forget that the little line (laughs) means on now. It means the electric current is going through it, whereas the circle means it's like stopped like you can't actually go through that fun fact little tidbit if you need to remember that but doesn't turn on my heart sinks because i'm like did we just spend four hours trying to do this like not be able to actually turn this on and it's not like oh hey i'll be over in a minute like you live an hour i'm an hour away like at that point it was 10 o'clock at night i was if i was to drive to casey it'd be an hour-long commitment i'd get there at 11 casey would have been super depressed by that point just trying to look at his computer and just trying to figure out what's going on i would have seen him just staring at his computer would have been awful so i'm like okay uh Let's go ahead and make sure everything's plugged in. We go ahead and look at the motherboard again. Everything seems to be plugged in. We rewire the IO ports because we kind of started talking about it and then we realized, oh, hey, we didn't really do this exactly right. So we get the IO ports wired. All the RGBs are put in the right place. We're like, okay, let's give it another shot. Plug it back in. Nothing. And I'm just like, you know, it's not even trying to boot it's not even attempting to post like no power is going to it i'm like make sure that everything is plugged into the power supply and apparently at some point when casey had went to go uh screw in the power supply and put it in place on the back in the case something got unplugged so he's like oh and then he plugged it in and then he attempted to turn it on and everything came on and that was one of the most heartwarming moments of my life and i remarked to you during this process i don't foresee myself even still gaming on the PC, like primarily, I, I feel like I'm always going to be a console gamer for the most sure. part. But I, I, I said to you several times, I understand now why the PC master race is so passionate because I feel totally and completely bonded with this machine. You, you spent, we spent five hours getting this thing up and running for you. And you definitely grow like a bit of an attachment. You know, you go buy your PlayStation, you're like, hell yeah, I got my PlayStation. Like it's my, it's my thing. My computer, like I've built two in the past. One was with used parts of other computers that I had compiled and then given to my friend or then I was using. And then I eventually sold it to my friend to pay for my current computer, which I built and chose all the part and built from scratch about two years ago. And, Anytime that we move, I'm always the one who will take it, put it in my car, take out the GPU, buckle it in, make sure it's all safe before we start moving. Because, A, it's expensive, right? Like, my computer is, like, everything that's in it's probably, like, $2,000, $2,500. Probably a little bit closer to 2000 at this point, but... You know, and then the other thing is just, like, I don't want anything to happen to it. Because if anything were to happen to it, I would just get... I would just be so 
just distraught and just upset because I spent a lot of time making sure it's working just even on the hardware level. And I've done, you know, countless hours like doing stuff on the software on the OS level, trying to just make it look better and just trying to make it personal and make it my own. Yeah. I felt so bad once we got to a certain point in the process. At one point you said a sentence that broke me. Mm -hmm. You said I did eight hours of IT support today to come home and do five hours of, of IT support <laughs> and I was like no <laughs> but we got it working we got it we got it working and that was what that's that was a nice little yeah no award. this was more of a uh, more of a labor of love maybe than the stuff that you do on a day-to-day basis yeah, labor of uh, labor give me my money please work anyway so we got it working uh, figured out some issues that we'd had we had to try and get into the BIOS and set up windows, all that fun stuff. Which is not where the story ends, surprisingly. No. <laughs> Casey ended up, instead of formatting his uh, old Windows hard drive, had just part or wiped it by Windows standards. So it still had the Windows partition on it. So we had to spend some time. We had to load into his old Windows partition, go ahead and re and um, activate his current SSD, uh, get that all up and running. We're like, okay, great. And then we booted into... I showed him how to boot to a different device. We booted into the flash drive that came with the Windows license, his new Lido license that he's bought. Did all that fun stuff. Looked at it. We're like, okay. We got to the part where we actually choose what disk we put the Windows partition on and it didn't work. And we're like, uh, what? What? And it turns out, because I hadn't known this, because I didn't didn't think about it too much. You're not supposed to technically partition your hard drives before in like in a specific way before you're installing things on it. So we had to erase the hard drive and then install Windows. And that after Casey hit the enter button, he was done. He was finally in it. His computer was built and there were no more hiccups as far as I'm aware. Well, I I, I don't know. We It was kind of a different... Because at this point, you're like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, all right, I'm going to send you instructions. Okay. I, I'm looking at the instructions that I sent Casey. He had taken a two terabyte hard drive out of his old computer and he needed to use it. The one that had the current Windows partition, the old Windows partition he was using. And I was like, all right, this is how you set it up. And uh, he texts me the next morning after I go to bed. He's like, hey, those instructions didn't work. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the the entire, the, the way that I explained it to my grandma was we are trying to trick the the PC, but it's on to us. It's it's catching on <laughs> because what we were going to do is I was going to boot it up without that hard drive even plugged in, and then plug it into the power into the you know the the regular SATA cable, and then once it recognized it as a secondary drive, I was just gonna you know format it from there. But what I'm finding out is if another drive has windows on it it's not going to read it so i i am like in in hindsight i should have realized that but at this point whenever i told casey these instructions i had been up for you know 15 or 16 hours and 15 of those we were so deep into it and 15 of those hours were doing it support for various other people as well so I was just like, I'm going to bed, man. Like it's 11, almost 11.15 at this point. Like these instructions should work. And I just pressed enter. And then I hung up the call and went to sleep. And then looking back on it now, I'm like, obviously you can't plug in a hard drive. It's like not actually going to recognize it whenever you boot it. It's not getting the power because if you have the power unplugged from the hard drive, it's not actually going to boot with the initial surge of power from the computer. Like it obviously makes sense why it didn't work. Uh, but then I gave him instructions. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and plug it in. Go into your BIOS. Make sure that you have your new hard drive, your Kingston 
set up as the boot drive, like as your default. Make sure that is the one that the hard drive that the computer's trying to boot to first, and there you'll there you'll go. Sure enough, he did that. He was able to get into the disk management, wipe his old hard drive, and now he has a two terabyte hard drive and a two fifty six, I think, or one twenty eight SSD. And outside of that, knock on wood. Everything is still working. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing uh, really well. I put it through some benchmark tests and we're performing excellently. Hyperscape was beautiful. The, the big test is going to be I want to video edit on it and just see how snappy it is. But I don't think I'm going to have any issues with that either. Always the biggest issue in a variety video edit has always just been playback uh, like on live time. But you know, I've pushed out some things on this rig pretty quickly. And, you know, it, it's all a trade off, but I've got twice the ram that you do too now because i've got 32 gigs of yeah RAM. i went with 16 because i'm like i don't need more than 16 in case he's like i'm gonna buy 32 and then bought it <laughs> yeah well so here's the thing is that there were two options 16 for like 115 or 32 for like 140 and i'm like yes i will spend 30 more bucks for that extra security but what i didn't realize is when i bought that i thought it was going to come as four eights but it came as two 16s so now you could buy that again and then have 64 gigs of, of RAM. Yeah, and I'm like, do I need to do that? No, and for no reason do I need to do that. Is that going to happen at some point? You bet your sweet <laughs> bippy. So so to bring it all back, I told Casey, Casey had already alluded to this. I said there are, the, there are on three separate occasions during the entire build process, I said, this is the worst part. I remember distinctly saying that mounting the CPU cooler heat sink is the, is the worst part. But that wasn't the first one. What was the first one? Hours beforehand i said i think if we try tonight worst case scenario we end up with an impasse and a half-built pc which would lessen the blow this weekend anyway time-wise and you replied true that biggest problem is going to be reinstalling windows probably yeah i did say that i was i was young and naive and then because like you know the worst part was going to be windows because i knew you already had a windows disc which that was at exactly 1 30 p.m <laughs> Yeah, at that point, five hours later, I was like, all right, we're going to mount the CPU to the, or the heat sink to the motherboard. This is the worst part of building the computer. And then Casey goes, you know, that's really odd because you've already said that what we're going to do later is with Windows is the worst part. And then you're like, eh, it shouldn't be too bad. And I'm like, I no longer trust you. <laughs> Casey will remember this. And then we got to wiring the all of the tiny pins on the motherboard. And I was like, this is actually the worst part. And I will live by that one. Wiring motherboards is always the worst part. Yeah, you know what? After the three hours that we spent on those five, <laughs> chords i will live by that too so i i do say those and then we got to windows installing windows and it wasn't nearly as bad as i had originally as i remember it being on my computer even with the complications yeah even with the complications we spent about 45 minutes on it it took me about an hour and a half and i and i had two clean discs on mine i don't remember why i was having so many issues with windows i think it was because i technically didn't have a license but i don't remember uh, i might have a license now though and that's what matters i will say through all of this the one thing that i want to say to anybody out there who has never built a pc first of all obviously get somebody to help you that knows what they're doing but also like once you get into it it's you know it's time consuming it's a little tedious at some points it's not as hard as you think it is it's much more doable i definitely think it's a lot of fun i have fun building computers and fun fact about my first time that i actually um sat down and built a computer i had nobody with me that knew how to build computers whenever i was rewiring parts taking out parts out of one computer taking out of another one setting them all out and then started plugging things in and whatever i didn't have anybody there with me i was doing it all by myself by the seat of my pants which is why i kind of am like eh, it's like i have some like oh that's why i do my cpu stuff or my power supply cabling so weird so different i should say but 
you know, and I haven't electrocuted myself for any parts yet, so I will take that as a win. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely. I do have one story, though, uh, about PCs from somebody. Um, my stepbrother, one year for Christmas, like four or five years ago, was like, hey, I have a friend. He just built his first computer, and it's not turning on. Can you uh, check out what he's done and, like, make sure everything's good? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So he comes over. We put his new computer on the table, open it up. Gorgeous cable management. Everything looks beautiful, right? And I'm like, nothing looks out of place here. Like, everything looks impeccable. Like, everything looks good. Like, this is better than I do. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at my cable management now and I'm like, God, why do I buy an open case? And so I'm like, I don't know what could be going wrong. I kind of make sure everything's pushed in. I'm like, yeah, Ram's pushed in fine. Graphics cards pushed in fine. Heatsink seems properly mounted, all that fun stuff. So I go ahead and close up the case and I'm like, everything looks good. Like I'm going to go ahead and try turning it on. So I plug it in and I press the power button and it turns on and I'm like, oh, hey, it works. And he goes, oh, I was supposed to press the power button. Mm. And I go, well, well, yeah. What did you expect to happen? And he goes, I don't know. I just kind of expected it to go. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so I spent 30 minutes doing this, but you already had it done. And so I looked at him and went, yeah, it's good. And I, sh- I just shut, I just turned off the switch and unplugged it. And I handed him the cable. I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> go buy me food right now. Uh, I didn't even do that. I was like, you know, it's like, it's, it was, it was around Christmas. Um, So I was like, I'll do this for free for the holidays. I'm in town. I might as well just go ahead and do it. And I was like, everything works. Nah, man, I, I would be like, my Chick-fil-A order is... <laughs> But yeah, so that is the story of how Casey got his first computer built and how we spent five hours on a Discord call doing that and how we spent three hours wanting to throw ourselves through a wall about ca- managing LED cables. I do want to point out, too, that like after you got off the Discord call, that was not the end of it for me. Oh, no? Because I know you said you ran your benchmarks. That was the next day. Um, but... No, actually, I did run one benchmark test before I went to bed because, you know, I loaded it up and I've got a Windows profile. So like my same wallpaper loaded up and everything. I was like, I need to know that I've done something today. So I ran a benchmark test on it. But like my setup, I took the opportunity to completely clean off and scrub down my desk and I got two new monitors that I installed on a new mount and every cord that could possibly go to this computer these monitors my external hard drive my mouse bungee etc 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 my USB hub that I charge off of my little anchor thing my soundboard my mic all of it is sitting on my bed it's a it's midnight by this point and I can't go to bed even if I want to I gotta power through so I had to spend the next hour setting it all up you told me at 1 30 p.m that installing windows would be the worst part and at 1 30 a.m i went to bed defeated but victorious <laughs> it's a beautiful story casey I'm going to tell that to my grandchildren. Back in my day, we had computers that were the size of like 12 inches tall. Whoa, that's crazy. For the record, it is much taller. Yeah, I'm terrible. I've actually, one of my worst things ever is like measuring something based on height. Like I looked at my computer and I'm like, yeah, it looks about a foot tall. I don't know why. I was like, yeah, it's like 12 inches sounds good. It's like relatively, it's like two and a half feet. <laughs> But like I'm I'm awful at guessing heights based on um based on a glance. I'm bad with that, and I'm I'm bad at uh, like estimating crowd sizes. Yeah, I'm like there's probably like 20 people there, and there's like 80 or something. I'm like oh all right. yeah, no. <laughs> 
back when I was in the wrestling industry, people like they welcomed me like, how many people you think are here tonight? Just, you know, ballpark so that we can post. And I would be like, there's at least, I would say probably 200. There were like 450 people there. <laughs> Jeez. And after a while, they just learned not to ask me because I was never <laughs> right. At least they learned. Well, Raven, this has been a fun episode. It has been a fun episode. That felt therapeutic, what we just did. It's always nice to talk about your enemies, which was uh, five hours of Monday night. Yeah. Two cables were my enemies. But let me tell you what, once those two cables were plugged in, this girl is pretty. Yeah, now she now she glowing and now she now she glowy, you know? Yeah. Quite the glow up, has it? Were. Have you named your computer yet? No. I haven't either. <laughs> well, actually, hang on. If I go into this PC and go to properties, my computer name is... Uh, uh, the random eight strings that the computer name is automatically created. So there's an eight in there somewhere. I don't know where it's pronounced, but it's, there's an eight in there somewhere. Oh, man. What a... What a beautiful story that is. Made me want to, makes me want to do some more stuff in my computer, but I'm too busy spending money on a PlayStation 5 to actually buy the part I want. So, yeah. Well, Raven, thank you for doing this show with me. Of course. Any day, any time. Not any day. I mean, I'm, I'm actually kind of busy, yeah, but no, a- any Thursday. <laughs> any Thursday at approximately 5.30 p.m. once we both get off work. Get home and relax and make sure other duties are taken care of and get sat down and talk about what we're going to talk about on the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who uh, want to get connected with us a little bit more, we are on Twitter and we are on Facebook at Making Fun Pod. And of course, you can connect with both of us individually as well. I am at Casey on camera. He is at Ravy Baby TV. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And until next week, go out and brighten someone's day.